Hi, and welcome to the Gene Space, where I talk about music, life in an autistic household, writing, reading, and whatever random rabbit holes I've dived down lately. I'm so glad you're listening today. It's midway through October, and we're in between the big kind of secular holidays of the of the month, um, which are Indigenous Peoples Day and Halloween. Although in Massachusetts and probably most other places, Halloween is pretty much the whole month of October, especially the closer in Massachusetts that you get to Salem. I have not been to Salem's Halloween celebrations in some years, pretty much not since we moved from the North Shore to the South Shore. With Boston in the middle, it becomes a big pain to try to get there. But we used to go all the time because Dave and I lived near there and uh, our father-in-law uh, lived near Salem also. It's a very fun spot to visit if you're thinking of planning a trip. However, today's essay was inspired by a different trip in the south of Boston area from a couple of Octobers ago. Enjoy the show! The Bacon Free Library is a red brick structure on top of a hill. A cubist's dream, a square bookended by rectangles with a triangle on top. It looks like a government building, say a town hall or a department of public works, but it's always been a library. There's green space around it, and at the bottom of the hill, the Charles River spills attractively across a little dam. Inside, the library turns out to be smaller than expected, because the ground floor houses a museum. The library portion has lovely high ceilings and giant windows to let in the light. Dense carpets make a person long to kick off her shoes and walk around in my stocking feet. The old-fashioned bookshelves are closely spaced. There are comfy chairs, wood floors that bounce a little under my feet, and long tables inviting pens and notebooks. I admired the framed paintings and photographs on the walls and was drawn to a gated staircase in a corner squared off spiral leading upwards to having canceled our plans to spend this week in Ithaca Dave and I were determined to have at least one vacation like day so we decided to do a mini road trip west following route 27 to South Natick our first destination was a place called Dam Park we'd already gotten ourselves mildly lost a couple of times vacation trope number one check Trope number two, unrealistic expectations due to a misleading attractions website had also been fulfilled. A dam, no matter how picturesque, doesn't qualify as a waterfall in my book. Dave became suddenly ravenous, vacation trope three, although this might be unique to our vacation dyad. Fortunately, there was a nearby establishment selling coffee and cakes. On the way to the coffee, I noticed a sign marking an Indian burial ground and a sturdy red building looming behind it. A church? I wondered. Sufficiently caffeinated and carbohydrated, we walked across the street. The Bacon Free Library was built in 1880 with funds from a trust set up by Natick philanthropist Oliver Bacon. The burial ground had been for the so-called Praying Indians, Native Americans who had converted to Christianity in the mid-1600s. 
the deal at the time being that if the natives adopted English customs and religion, they would be able to own and farm the land. The praying Indians built and worshipped at a meeting house where services were run by the Puritan missionary John Eliot, and the burial ground was near the meeting house. Things went sour relatively quickly in the usual horrible way. Within a few decades, the tribe members were coerced into gifting some of their land to the English in perpetuity and maneuvered into selling the rest to pay various debts. By the time ground was broken on the library, all that was left of South Natick's praying Indians were the bones in the burial ground. Most of the graves were unmarked. There wasn't much care taken with the bones. Some of them wound up in the local historical society's displays until they were repatriated in the 1990s. There was an exception, the Reverend Daniel Takawampit. He was a tribe member, community leader, and eventually the minister of the Praying Indians Church. When he died in 1716, he was buried English fashion with a headstone and footstone. In the course of building the Bacon Free Library, Takawampet's headstone and remains were moved to a nearby cemetery, and his footstone was incorporated into the library foundation. Small wonder that some people believe that spirits haunt the library. I'd love to become a phantom of the library. Not the Bacon Free Library, probably, but some library long been fascinated by structures like schools, fire stations, churches, etc., being turned into residences. The playground becomes a zen garden, a kitchen in a choir loft, a pole to slide you from floor to floor, like Barbie's dream house. However, my ultimate dream would be to live in a library. It would have to have the right kind of vibe, of course, old-fashioned, with wood and oriental carpets and antique armchairs, not a modern building with chrome everywhere. The library would keep on operating, open to the public, and I'd live in a private space. No, I'd live in a secret space, behind a hidden panel or tucked away in the basement or attic, or in a little room at the top of those square spiral stairs. After hours, passers-by might wonder, is that a little glow coming from inside the tower? They would rub their eyes and move on with a laugh and a shiver, as if a goose had walked over their grave. Thanks so much for spending a bit of your day here. Indigenous Peoples Day isn't a federal holiday exactly, Um, And it's set for the same day as Columbus Day, which is the second Monday of October. And from the Indigenous Peoples Day perspective, it's a day celebrating surviving Columbus. Columbus Day itself is, according to the Pew Research Center, one of the most inconsistently celebrated holidays in the U.S. And just 16 states continue to observe Columbus Day alone as an official public holiday. Unfortunately, one of those states is my own Massachusetts, but hopefully this will soon change in the next couple of years. Today's essay comes from my WordPress blog, which is also called The Gene Space, if you'd like to read the original or some of my other work. I have a couple of hundred other essays on there. 
Also, if you're inclined to support this show, that would be much appreciated. Every little bit helps. There's a donations button on my homepage. Until next time, be well. <laughs>